Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what up, what up? I am super excited today. My guest needs no introduction, but I will introduce him. Uh, And we're not going to do the typical rewind of tell us about your backstory because he's been on the show a few times. My guest is my good friend, Jason Resnick. Jason, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kim. I can talk nerdy about email all day long, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And I, I always feel a little guilty when I'm like picking your brain on our other calls. I'm like, I feel like I should be paying him for this, but um, I'm nah. grateful for everything. <laughs> so I, I have to explain to the listeners, viewers, um, why I asked you to do this, because it was kind of funny how this whole thing started. So for those of you who are not familiar, Jason and I ran an experiment last year. We, have, uh, we had a newsletter called Get Deliberate, where every single issue of the newsletter was an experiment on growing your email list and adding subscribers. And we did it from scratch with that brand. And so we kind of hit a point where it was like, I don't know of, uh, we covered a lot, I think 40 something issues of that. Mm -hmm. And so we put it on pause. The content's amazing. We're going to repurpose it, repackage it somehow at some point this year. But this is what happened. So we had, Jason and I both use ConvertKit. And by the way, Jason has NurtureKit.com where he's, he is a ConvertKit expert. Co. NurtureKit.co. Sorry about that. Um, and of course, res.com. But, and I'll have all the links in the show notes, so just stay focused on the show. So here's the story behind the evolution of this experiment and conversation that we're going to have today. Is that, so Jason and I both use ConvertKit, and then we use ConvertKit for Deliver It. Well, because of that, you know, ConvertKit sends you a weekly summary um, uh, of sales and conversions that you've had with with your email marketing. And so every week, because Deliverit was linked to Jason's account and my my personal account, we each had it linked. um, So I was getting these emails. It's like, here are your ConvertKit sales. And every week it was, I don't know. Do you mind me giving numbers through automations? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, $1,200, $1,500 every single week. And I'm like, well, this isn't my shit. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> excuse the language, but it was just like, are, what is he doing? Because honestly, Jason, so I'd, I have an, uh, a follow-up sequence and I offer something at the end of it through one, one lead magnet. At the same time, there's so many other things that can happen. And it took me way too long, if I'm being brutally honest, to implement that because... You know, I just, there's always so much to do is how it feels. And I've had my account, I don't know how long at this point. I'm like, I need to go in and clean up and do this and whatnot. And then I get into everything is liquid and I don't want to do code snippets, right? But you've totally simplified that. So for everybody, I, I just wanted to explain, like Jason lives, breathes, implements, just does all this. He's, he's not just talking the talk. Um, and I witnessed it firsthand. So I'm like, all right. 
this is a priority for me this year with with my personal brand and of course with Create It, the content planner, and I use Klaviyo. So I've already committed to Jason to taking what he teaches me and implement it because it's really platform agnostic, correct? Mm-hmm. I hope I'm using yeah, agnostic yeah. correctly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's 100%. I mean, because like I, look, I, I am a developer and there was like, that's what I grew up with and that's what I started my career as. And I learned a long time ago that it's just syntax, right? Like if you understand the methods the theories, mm-hmm. the process behind something, then it's just a matter of applying a language on top. So whether you're using ConvertKit, whether you're using Clavio, whether it's Active Campaign, as long as the functionality on that platform is there, the methods and the teachings that I talk about all the time work just fine. You just have to figure out which buttons to push. That's all. Well, and at this point, most of the email service providers use the same language, right? Tags, segments, lists. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, for the most part. In a, ma- you say yeah, sort of in like- a matter of speaking, this, I feel like there's like a, a 2.0. Um, so like there, there's the Awebers and the Constant Contacts and, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of folks that are still very much there. They have a lot of customers. They do well because it just serves that audience. Then there's MailChimp, which, and I I guess maybe even AWeber a tiny bit. They're kind of bridging a gap, but they're trying to like turn the Titanic, right? Like they just, they were a part of that first version, right? Turn the Titanic, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's. I mean they they start implementing tags, they start implementing audiences, but they're still very much a list based platform, yeah. and that's what version one is. It's any email subscriber is subscribed to a list that you have, and that list is tied to a form. So if you have three forms, you essentially have three lists, even if the same person exists on all of those three lists. So yeah. That's kind of how they segmented or bucketed people. Then version 2.0 came out with the active campaigns and Drip and Infusionsoft. Later, you know, I guess I should say Infusionsoft was the first one. Yeah. Now, (laughs) I mean, which is why they changed their name to Keep, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Probably. Um, Well, yeah, I think Russell Brunson had way too much fun with that one. Go ahead. <laughs> and they started the, the new trend where it was tags and they were very much tag driven. So it was no matter how many forms you have, you have a hundred forms, the same person opts into that for all hundred forms. They only exist once in your platform. So Infusionsoft has it, Active Campaign has it, Drip, ConvertKit, Clavio, they're all car- part of that new new breed. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, I, I call them the youngins, which are like the beehives and the substacks and so on and so forth, who are are serving a, a need out there. They're just not as advanced as that, you know, like Infusionsoft Active Campaign and so on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, there's definitely different buckets, but for the most part, you could throw a rock and hit an email marketing platform that has a tag based management system. And that's really what you're looking for, especially with what, you know, we're trying to do for our businesses as well as who I help my clients with. 
Yeah. I have to tell you, um, so in, in using Clavio and for, I think it's Clavio. I don't know if it's Clavio or Clavio. I'm going to keep saying Clavio only because I heard one of their people say it on a webinar. So, okay, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, no, but it's kind of like a Zapier Zapier. Like right. yep. run with whatever works, Zapier right? had, they had to come out with like a post, right? They were like Zapier, right, like happier. Zappy happier. Yeah. Zapier's happier. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So, but it was interesting with Clavio. So I integrated it using WooCommerce and, and you and I had talked about it, right? I thought about, should I use active campaigns? I did want something that was really targeted towards e-com um, and that would be easier to use. And so with Clavio, it was interesting. So I integrated it and then it was I felt like it was even a step above active campaign in terms of, look, I only have to do this integration once everything else then happens with flows. So like I didn't have to integrate it with specific lists or forms or tags. Even it's like it's integrated. Then it's all up to you based on that initial opt-in purchase, whatever happens, like just create the flow, just create the flow and the Mm -hmm. conditions. And that felt and maybe that's exactly what we did with Active Campaign. I don't remember that, but I felt like every time we were doing something new, we'd go in and create a new starting point versus one starting point of a purchaser opt in, and then everything else magic happens after that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a tool, right? And like, especially yeah. like you, me, like I'm solo. I mean, your daughter mm-hmm. helps, right? Like, there's not enough time, right, and to right. do everything. So things have to be easy, and if they're not, and they're complicated or seem complicated, then we're not going to use it, right? And for me, email has always been that. Like it took me a long time, like I mean, a long time, to say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to start writing emails. I'm going to do it once mm-hmm. a week or whatever, right? Like way longer than it ever should have, right? Ditto. But. Even then, I didn't learn my lesson because I was working with clients at that point in time. Like 2016, 2017 is when I transitioned my business straight to fully email marketing and automation. And I had clients that emailed daily. And like I saw the numbers, revenue numbers, mm-hmm. subscriber numbers, the lack of unsubscribes, because a lot of people worry about that. Um, and I didn't do that until October of 2020. Like I went six times yeah. a week, you know, like, I don't know what it is, even though I'm in it every single day, there's still like a mindset with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to upset the apple cart, right? Like if, or I don't have an email list, so I can't do this or whatever it is, right? Like, I don't want to make people upset in some way. Right. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's definitely a mindset with it, but what a phrase that I love is, Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And this is a Leonardo yeah. uh, Vinci quote. And for me, that's that's been a common thread throughout my career, programming, email automation, and so on. Because it's the simple things that when you do them well, you can easily scale and not have to worry about it, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. just I, now I have the entry point and I'm just going to kind of bucket people into the paths that they need to go in, yeah. right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what I talk about all the time. Like I've direct everybody to the same landing page. Like for my newsletter, go there, you know, it is what mm-hmm. it is. I have lead magnets on my site and things like that, but 
still, even a lead magnet, people still find them in the same, same tunnel, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But it's critical that I start to segment people based off of where they are to know like, Hey, this is what I can do to help. These are the kind of emails that I'm going to send them and so on and so forth. Right. And so for me, I mean, that's why ConvertKit can do a lot of these things. Yet what I've found is the ConvertKit customer doesn't want to be an email. They don't want to, they don't mind writing the email. They don't mind putting the content out there, but Mm -hmm. they don't want to, one, mess things up. Two, they don't want multiple emails showing up in somebody's inbox at the same time. Mm -hmm. They want a system that just works and they don't have to think about, and it, and it drives results for them. And, you know, whether it's a one person show, a small team, all of the same philosophies and methods apply. It's just (laughs) really the content, the the content, the segmentation pieces and how you're going to put, you know, your marketing resources behind that to grow the list. So, um, you know, for me, it's fun because I get to learn a lot about different businesses and I've worked with everybody from like TV talent coaches, uh, that, you know, help athletes transition from the field to the broadcast booth to (laughs) healthcare providers, to, you know, course creators, professional creators, people that sell, you know, communities, things like that. All of it is the same. 75% of it is the same that works. Um, and it's just fun to, to, it's fun to watch it happen, right? Like, you know, it it is, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's funny when, specifically it's funny when we write out email sequences i'm like this email is designed to do this and get this response Mm -hmm. from people and clients give me a little pushback they're like they want to hedge their bet i'm like just let it go out like that's what it's supposed to do like if it's supposed to anticipate and create replies in your inbox and things like that and get people to say a certain thing just let it go out and then it goes out and then within six hours, a client comes back like, that was amazing. How'd you know that? <laughs> well, I've been down the road a few times. I know what it's yeah. supposed to do, you know? So uh, it's just fun to watch that all unfold because it's all human behavior. And for me, that, you know, that's that's the fun part of it. That's what I got excited about it. And I've said that so many times, like, this shit works. Like, I did the daily emails. Um, I started doing it because same thing where I just said, this I've been in this too long. I'm going to figure out email marketing, right? And I was very much of the mindset of, I want to bug people. I don't want this. I don't want that. And I nobody likes unsubscribes. Now I will look at who unsubscribed based on when they got on my list. So I'm, I'm very curious now to look at the data. So I'll go in. Here's an example. I had recently done a, a summit, which I'm going to publicly declare that I'm not going to participate in any of those (laughs) the rest of the year. Like it's a pull from my time and energy, you know, and this was, I've done some and they've delivered great results. I'm also though thinking I'd much rather just run ads to be honest with with some of this Mm -hmm. or do it strictly through content when you look at your time, right? Anyways, needless Mm -hmm. to say. So, but I started looking at who was coming in uh, and recent unsubscribes and, 
you know, I had um, uh, an import from Active Campaign like in 2017. So a lot of people will unsubscribe from that. And that was, that was still WordPress check stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Or it's been very recent through uh, like a recent summit. So they've literally only received like a little bit of the welcome sequence, maybe a newsletter. I'm like, so it's, it's that to me is valuable data, right? But <clears throat> the point being the daily emails, I needed to find my voice and figure out how to write, right? And I feel like in many ways, I've gotten stuck at the very basic stuff with, I feel super comfortable writing an email. I don't mind. And I actually expect replies now. I get like, why didn't anybody answer me? <laughs> right? <laughs> like I usually get, and they tend to be the same people, but that's fine, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's also making sure, to your point, of thinking more from a psychological perspective. And I think that's where people can shift the mindset, right, is when you when you look at it. So here's an example I was thinking is, so before we started recording, Jason and I were talking about price points of courses and whatnot. And, you know, in the internet marketing space, it's the sevens, right? 47, 97, whatever. And it, like to us, it's like, oh gosh, you know, but you know what I was thinking about, Jason, and, and it popped in my head after we were saying that was, we don't question the fact that everything in the other, the real world in real life is 95s. It's been like that forever. Who said that 95 is any better, right? But there are these psychological things and it's just that we're conditioned. Like I love looking at how do I take a real life example and then apply it. So this one I've used so many times, but it's kind of like checking out at the grocery store. You don't get mad that there's gum and candy and batteries. And sometimes it's like, oh shit, I forgot I need batteries. I don't know why I'm swearing so much today, but anyways. So Jason's like, what else is new? But it's the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Um, but you know, so it's kind of, but anything that we don't know is going to feel uncomfortable. So I think with email marketing, there is a certain level of, you have to learn to be comfortable with the discomfort while you're learning how to do this. Right. Because I, I think it's a, a huge piece of it is mindset. The rest of it is learnable. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I've found is super helpful is like you said, like it, it is mindset. But if you know the path that you want the subscriber to take and you draw that out visually, especially within like the first 30 days, what is the path? What is the message? What is the beliefs that they have that I know are wrong, but how do I make it such that they see it, right? All of these things, if you know the the key points at which you want to get across, to the subscriber within the first 30 days, it's super helpful to kind of just draw it out on a whiteboard, iPad, whatever the case is. If somebody comes in through this form over the next five days, I want them to get these five emails talking about, you know, this, that, and the other, right? And you craft that out. Then you start to see key conversion points, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, the end of the welcome sequence, they got my first pitch sequence. They started to get my weekly broadcast emails, right? The ones Mm -hmm. that, you know, you talk about every week, hey, I'm launching this, I'm doing that, right? There is a jarring point at which when somebody comes onto your list, if you just drop them into that and then, hey, last week I talked about this, how does that person feel? Well, I didn't see last week because I just joined yesterday, right? And so how do you transition in a way, right? So, but if you understand all the the stepping stones, so to speak, of that initial subscriber, you can make that super engaged 
for them that it just builds the trust, right? And so, <clears throat> and I know we're going to get into it, but one of the things that I'm building right now is is an email course because it's <laughs> that initial journey is where people really stumble upon. Like you get mm-hmm. those, like I talked about the beliefs, right? That like, hey, I can't sell too early, right? Mm-hmm. But then they stress out every quarter because they have this big launch that they want to do to their list. Well, if you're launching every day, that right. big launch, you don't have to worry about, right? Like I, I too was at fault of this, right? I fell victim to it. But once I put this initial pitch in place and it makes sense for them to get the pitch, it's mm-hmm. as good as, hey, here's my podcast season eight, or here's my latest blog yeah. post, or right. It, just because it's paid doesn't mean it's any less valuable or more valuable to them. It's just packaged mm-hmm. differently and let them yeah. decide whether or not it's it, it, it fits for them, right? So that's that for me was a big eye-opening change because, I mean, even if you don't have a product, you can pitch in an affiliate product right? A Mm -hmm. small sequence around that. I did that for a long time uh, because, well, I, you know, I know my ideal client for Nurture Kit, they have to write emails. I don't have an Mm -hmm. email writing course. I don't teach that. I'm not a writer, right? But I took a course that I learned from. They happened to have an affiliate program. So I pitched it to my list. Mm -hmm. And all I did was put a sequence in and I made a few thousand dollars over the course of the first 12 months of doing that. A few yeah. thousand dollars just because I put in a sequence in, fantastic. And, you know, for one product, third of, that's one product, one product, right? Right. So if you yeah. think about it, like that can stack for people who have tools that they can be an affiliate for that they use and recommend. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, and now I know that that converts part of my list likes that product. It's something that I can rinse and repeat, right? Like I don't even have to fulfill the product. I just passed it. And literally I had somebody uh, last week or the week before email me thinking that that was my product. They were like, (laughs) I bought that thing and these two other guys, but it's, did I get my wires crossed or something? (laughs) And like, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is why the, I was like, all right, I thought, you know, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's helping my subscribers get over a hurdle that they have. And I know that the yeah. hurdle that a lot of them have is writing email. So the more you write, the better it is. If you're not writing emails, there's nothing I can do to help. Right. Right. Like I, right. I, I, I talk about the automation and scaling and, and all of that kind of stuff. If you're not growing your list and actively engaging your list, I can't help. So mm-hmm. I know that that's one of the stepping stones. And so I just identify those people, right? And and that's kind of this, this the creator quick start is that email course that I'm building, releasing it at the end of the month. And it's one of those things that I'm avid about. Like I talk a lot about like, hey, sell to your list early, sell to your list early, mm-hmm. welcome your new subscribers onto your list. And really what it does is it un- unpacks all of that gives you the step-by-step on how to do that with the angle of con- using ConvertKit. And I'm going to go 
through it with you, building this out in that course. So you're mm-hmm. going to see how it's done. You can do it alongside of me. You could just look over my shoulder and see how it's done. But then it gives you that system. And then it's the same rinse and repeat. If you want to do an, a different, you want to test different pathways and things like that. It's just a rinse and repeat kind of system that makes it easy to manage. Cause that's, you know, that that's the, the side thing, right? Like all of us creators, we just want something that just is easy enough to manage because we're not living in it you know, every day. So we just know that we want to know that it works. Mm-hmm. And as people come in, we want to see it convert. And so if it's not converting, how do I, how do I fix it? Like, what am I looking at? Right. Mm-hmm. And so all of that is inside that course. Well, and once, so basically you're giving the foundation, Right to get it. So you create the foundation, you get it converting, and then you get to go focus on the traffic piece. Right. Absolutely. So, because it's, it's kind of, it's almost like, I won't we'll say a moot point, but you know, generating traffic is going to take time and or money. Right. And best case scenario, you get to create a bunch of organic stuff that converts really well. And then you could even pour the paid traffic gas on the organic so, cause it's, you already have data, you, you can pull that. Right. But the thing is, again, it's like getting that basic piece set up. And one of the things you said a little bit ago that I loved was you were talking about the fact that you're having people create the emails, the con- the content of the email from the psychology that happens. Like, like just thinking about, okay, well, do, I don't want to rep you reference something you talked about last week. I, I got here two days ago. That was that's gold. And so thinking about, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. So just even putting that top of mind brings an awareness there. And then you are going to show people how to set it up within ConvertKit in a sense that, you know, don't send this, this, or this until they've completed that. Like as an example, right? So like the newsletter, perfect example, right? So if somebody signs up and I do have a question about opt-ins for you in just a sec, but if somebody Mm -hmm. signs up, you don't want them to get the newsletter until they've completed right. the initial sequence, right? So here's, I'm going to, I don't want to flip it, but I'd like a discussion around newsletter as the opt-in versus lead magnets. Because honestly, for this brand, I'm going to double down on F the Hustle this year. So I've got this whole email experience follow-up sequence that that I'm implementing so that they know exactly what they're getting with with F the Hustle and Kim Doyle, what it means, all kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts on using, whether it's a newsletter or, you know, all these multiple lead magnets? And it's like the thought to me of ending up with 82 zillion lead magnets, I want to like bang my head against the wall. I'm like, mm-hmm. no thanks. Just a whole lot of no thanks. I'd rather just freaking give something away, right? Like right. just take it and I'll tag you, but I don't want to have to create because every lead magnet to me feels like another opt-in sequence and another follow-up. And then I've got this and mm. this and this. All right. And rant. The platform is yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I very much like you. Initially, I was like, every blog post has to have a content upgrade and then a mm-hmm. follow-up sequence. And, like all the, and then you have like 27 different opt-ins that you have to manage. And really only three work. Right. Like three mm-hmm. people, you know, three of them are bringing in drive, you know, subscribers, but you still have to maintain all of these other ones. What I've found recently, and I say recently, basically within like the last 10, 12 months is you have a main lead magnet 
So that could be mm-hmm. your newsletter, right? So that's what's on your social profiles. That's what you like, you know, you, you share like, Hey, how can I get on your email list? You share that link, right? Those you have your main driver, right? That could be a giveaway, right? That could be a PDF or an ebook or whatever video, whatever, whatever it could be. But the key point to that, that I've found to be make more sense and actually work better is that lose the whole follow-up after it, deliver the Mm -hmm. lead magnet, give them what you promised and then move Mm -hmm. them on. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The, the attention span of somebody like, you know, it used to be back like, Hey, I just wanted to make sure you got this download, like click this link. If you haven't gotten it yet, right? Like you do that like two or three times and people are like, yeah, I got it. Point taken. I still haven't (laughs) downloaded it. Right. Like, I mean, that's the end result. Like I know because I could see it from the data. People don't click those links, right. Or they click it and they never look at it. Right. Yeah. So Instead, give them the thing that that you promised and then move them directly into the welcome sequence. You can Mm -hmm. address, and in a lot of these, you know, I don't want to muddy the water too much, but in a lot of these things, in a lot of these platforms, you can actually have one sentence based on if they came in through your newsletter opt-in or a lead magnet, you can have Mm -hmm. one sentence, say, Thanks for downloading. And this could be the first line of your welcome sequence. So it's the same email that goes out to everybody, but based mm-hmm. on how they came in, if lead magnet, thanks for downloading the resource and then move them on their way with the same thing that everybody got. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, an right. And you could kind of like transition people in a nice way just by addressing where they came from and where they're mm-hmm. at. Right. And then Can this I stop way, you, for you know a sec? that. Yeah. Okay. Just sorry, I, but I want to clarify. So as an example, let's say I have a lead magnet and the newsletter or two or three lead magnets and the newsletter. So basically we have one follow-up sequence and then it's like conditional content. The initial element is conditional just based on what they opted in for. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. it. And yeah. so, I mean, and you'll, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it, I mean, it's basically somebody comes onto your lead magnet, you have a rule or an automation, whatever your platform is in, in ConvertKit, they, I, I use rules for this. They come onto your mm-hmm. list through a form, you send them into a visual automation. Right? In that visual automation, you're sending them the emails. And it's just in that email, based on the form that they opted into, mm-hmm. they get that sentence or not. And that's it. Right. And okay. it's as simple as that. And then you know everybody, no matter how they come onto the list, they're all getting that same email. So it mm-hmm. makes that big. You can have 8,000 different lead magnets, but you know everybody at least is either getting, they're getting one email and then they're getting a welcome sequence. And that's it. Or they're just and getting the everybody's gotten this welcome sequence. A hundred percent. Yeah. Everybody gets the same welcome sequence. Yeah. Which because here, you know, here's a here's an important part. Like the the welcome sequence, yes, it's about you and the business, but really what you want to do is you want to actually set them up for what's next. Right. So mm-hmm. you gave value through the lead magnet or the newsletter or whatever you promised them. Then the welcome sequence is introduced 
you know where you want to take them. And that's why I was saying the 30 days is, is key. If I know I want to pitch them on that writing course, I start mm-hmm. to think about how, how, how do I take them from where they came from to having the link for the, the thing I want them to buy mm-hmm. makes sense. And so I start talking about, oh, I have a YouTube channel, right? I can sprinkle in things about my business, but spun in a way that the next email that they get makes logical sense. And so that's yeah. why instead of just writing at the blank page, all right, email one, I'm going to talk about my YouTube channel. Boom, done. Email two, mm-hmm. here, these are the kind of clients that I got. Boom, done, right? Yeah. Instead, think about that story arc that you want them to go on because that's mm-hmm. actually what's going going to get them to open the next one is if yeah. this one was valuable and helpful to them, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at it like a big, I mean, it's an onboarding welcome sequence, but to me, it's like a big hype campaign for your pitch sequence is yeah. really what, how I look at it. So um, yeah, I mean, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, that, that is the only way that it's manageable. Um, you know, like I, anybody comes onto my list, they know that I get, I ask them four questions as fast as I can to get that data based on that data. Then yeah, I have conditional content amongst Mm -hmm. all the emails that go out. Everybody gets the same email, but based on the answers, if you're a convert kit customer, you know, customer, then yeah. I'm going to give you these, this language. If you're an active campaign customer, I'm going to give you that language, right? And mm-hmm. it's just swapping out some language based around who they are and where they are in their business. Um, and that's an easy way to personalize things too, but you don't have to, right? Like it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to get that complex. And that's kind of why, why this course for me is like, <clears throat> is so important because I see so many people that get bogged down in the tech and they, they, yeah, people like myself, they're like, Oh, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And this is how you get the conversion numbers and things like that. And yet they have like 150 people on their list. They've just signed up or they just moved over or whatever the case may be. They just want to get going. They're like, okay, I don't have a million people on my list. How do I just get going? And that's what this course is really designed for is to get you started, to build that good foundation so that you can get going. You could make money, right? Like before that first convert kit, uh, you know, bill invoices your uh, mm-hmm. credit card, let's get you some money in the door and you can't, there's no reason why you can't. Yeah. Regardless of list size. <clears throat> right. 100%. So <clears throat> something else I wanted to, to ask you about is you know, the, the segmentation, the personalization piece is like what I was thinking of is even if they're not ready to do anything with that data, right? So maybe they're not ready to do the conditional content and they're like, okay, you already, you already lost me, Jason. But on a thank you page, which <laughs> I'm very belated in setting up, but I have done it in the past is asking like top level questions like four times. So as an example, right? So for F the hustle, you know, I could say, are you a course creator? Are you a service provider? Are you a marketer? Or do you have a job? Like whatever, right? Are you a nine to five? This is this a side hustle? 
So even just asking those questions is helpful to have that in your account, even if you're not necessarily ready to do something with it immediately, yes or no? Would you say, if you're going to ask the data, incorporate it? No, you don't. uh, No. Um, Asking is always, I'm I'm a big data geek. The -hmm. thing that I've run into many times with a lot of people is that they ask a lot of stuff. They just don't know what to do with the data. So now that then they're overwhelmed with all of this information that could be good or or not. And they like, okay, now what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to ask questions, like what you said, the simple thing to ask is what, what do they identify themselves as? Cause that you can inject in personalization real easy, right? Like, Mm If they're a freelancer versus a consultant versus a, you know, course creator, right? Mm -hmm. Those are very different and they identify as different. And I've identified as all of them at some point in my career, right? And so, yeah, (laughs) but you can echo back to them what they call themselves, right? So Mm -hmm. you could say, this is a newsletter for freelancers or course creators or coaches or whatever, right? And you could just change that. And that's, that's like, the simplest personalization that makes a huge impact because then they feel like they're among their own people, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though that you might serve all of those people, you know, it's, they're a part of that community, right? Mm -hmm. You, you can help them even if they are a freelancer or consultant, right? Yeah. So having them classify themselves is one. The other thing is, is really understanding their goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And their goal goal has two things. One is their intent and one is their desire. Their desire is personal. It's like, why, why do I want to make seven figures? Why do I want to travel? You know, why do I want to do these things? That's personal. That's that's harder. You probably can't ask that question right from the start. Mm -hmm. But what you can ask is, why'd you start your business? Or whatever your business solves, why do you want this? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it that you are focused in on today? Right. And so for me, my clients growth, list growth, launching a product, uh, pruning a list, segmenting the list, building an evergreen email engine, those kind of things. Right. But the story behind those is the emotional, personal part. That's the desire could be very different. It could be, uh, you know, I want to scale my business so that I can have things running on autopilot and only work two days a week. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, I want to sell my business in three years or mm-hmm. whatever the case, right? Like that, if you match those two things up, that's when you're going to create the sale. Because then instead of just buy now, you can say, join a thousand other coaches creating yeah. their evergreen email engine, right? Mm-hmm. That button is a lot better than buy now, save 50%. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So ask the question, set up the tech, get the stack working. Mm-hmm. And you don't even need the fancy, like on the thank you page kind of surveys, right? Like you could mm-hmm. do this even in email. Like you just, just with links, email, right? Yeah. Yeah, And you just ask the question and say, hey, click which one best applies to you. Mm-hmm. And then they're tagged that way. And then at a, at a 
at a basic level, now you ha- now you're starting to gather that information and you start to learn about your audience. I mean, when I first started, I <laughs> I pulled my audience who I actually thought was more beginner than it was, and I said, "How many how how many years have you been freelancing?" Mm-hmm. And I had like less than a year, then a year to two years, then two to four, and then five plus. I had more five plus than anything else. And it was a surprise wow. to me. Yeah. Had I not asked, I, and it's, it started to shape my content a little different. And so mm-hmm. just even gathering it, not really using it as far as the personalization aspect goes, you can use it in the content that's around it because you want those, you want more people on your list. So and, yeah, it's basically learning. You can also yeah. just simply get to know who you're talking to and then cater your content to that. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. You know, something else I've seen a lot of people doing, which (laughs) is a little bit non sequitur, but, and I've been playing with it more because I love email and where people say, hit reply and tell me da da da, right? In a welcome. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and hit reply. And then, I mean, I I literally get a response from every single person that I've responded to. Uh, Kavon, that's how we connected. I don't remember where Kavon Chung, if you guys are listening and haven't, He's got build in public. He's got some great stuff. And he, it was just, so I did. And then he got a response. Then we started going back and forth. And then I shared his staff and just a great friendship developed out of it, which was really unique. But, and it's not like I'm testing people, but part of that was my commitment to create new relationships and put myself out there a little bit more. Um, You know, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that in terms? uh, I mean, obviously, any gate engagement reply is helpful. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of algorithmic stuff that happens behind the scenes where it's like, oh, people like these emails. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Hit reply back. um, And I do it like just sporadically too. Like, you know, Saturday email. Hey, what's your goal for next week? I'll hold you accountable to this. And I'll reply yeah. back in a week and make sure you did it. I do that for two reasons. One, I want to learn more about the list, like you said. Mm-hmm. But two, it does. It helps. It warms the the pipes of the internet to say, you know, Kim and, and Jason, yes, they want each other's emails because they're going back and forth in the inbox. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. Um, there's definitely, it, as long as it's genuine, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've answered some of those and never heard back from the person, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, okay, well, I know why you're doing it because you're just trying to warm the internet and that's fine. Right. But for me, I try to answer everybody right? Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's hard. It might be a week or two later or whatever the case is, but I do get back to everybody. At least I try to. And it's funny sometimes too, because being the automation guy, people are like, how'd you automate that? Like, well, I didn't. This is me typing on the (laughs) keyboard. You want me to take a video next time? But it's just funny because it's like people almost expect it. I mean, they're like, oh, this is an automated reply back or whatever. Uh, You know, it it is what it is. But look, you, I I always say this phrase and I tail, tail end of every YouTube video that I've ever had is amazing transformations happen when you treat your email list like humans. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Like, yeah, you have a list of many people or 
a group of people, but you're one-on-one and think yeah. about it one-on-one, right? And like, mm-hmm. if somebody takes the time, you're writing to them and they take the time to write back to you, you take the time and write back. I mean, Absolutely. We live in an amazing world, like Kevon. I mean, he lives in Hong yeah. Kong, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's people over in Australia that I talk to all the time, right? And like, you know, Cameron Jones, I've known him forever, like mm-hmm. since he was a teenager. <laughs> like, I think he was like, I think I met him when he was first like 15. And he's in the WordPress space. And we still go back and forth. He's coming to New York in September. And so he emailed me. He's like, hey, you want to meet up for, you know, a, a bite yeah. to eat or whatever. I'm like, absolutely, man. If you come, if anybody comes through New York, hit me up. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I want to, I want to meet people. You know, totally. So that's what email's about for me. And yeah. when what that does psychologically too is, I mean, your email list there, and we've talked about this too. Is like, would I have an email list if I wasn't in business? Probably not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it still is that human factor, yeah. Right, like. I get plenty of emails that I unsubscribe from because I don't even know where they came from. Oh, like, completely. How do yeah. I get on this list? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if there is a, another human that does engage through those replies at the end, I mean, I'm going to, if, if I'm presented with two offers and I don't know mm-hmm. this person, but I've had a conversation with this person, I'm going to buy from this person. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, replies, ask for it. Keep it simple. You don't have to worry about like the reply tracking and all these other things that people worry no. about. But it, you yeah. get a gut feeling mm-hmm. like, yep, this one works. This one doesn't. And move on. That's it. Well, and again, like I just, somebody tweeted today um, and he was talking about, you know, let go of, you know, just open rates. There's so much other data and, mm-hmm. and we don't know like the, you know, oh, and there's certain things where it's like, oh, if this does happen or this doesn't happen, then that doesn't count the open rate. And I replied, I said, I completely look at replies. And if I've sent something out and that doesn't get replies, I'm like, mm-hmm, you know, and which is why I'm always hesitant to like when, like supporting friends and whatnot. Like it's always going to be me that writes something supporting someone's product because everything is my voice. Now with the content brand, the creator, the created the content planner, I don't even know my own product, but in terms of that, the intention is that it's not all going to come from me, right? That there will be other people writing the content, but if it's mine, I'm like, I don't need a swipe file. Just give me the details, right. but let me write it because people are going to know if it's not me. They just, people who read my emails are going to know that it's not me, you know? So, um, okay. I want to talk as we start winding down a little bit, but I want to talk about, uh, creator quick start. Like w- w- you've mentioned stuff and you, you, you talked about it a little bit. Um, but let's kind of do, <laughs> let's pretend this is the landing page piece. You don't have to write copy, but you know, in terms of who is it for, how are you delivering it and when can people get it? Because that's, yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I mean, for, it's, it's for professional creators that want the good solid foundation for the email marketing, but in a way that builds profits. And I'm mm-hmm. speaking right from the gate to people that have ConvertKit, although the methods apply to any platform. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first, I mean, it's five modules and the first module is obviously an overview, but it's like in that overview, it's like the first five things you need to do 
to get your account mm-hmm. in order. Um, and then I t- go into setting up your account. And when I mean by setting up your account, ironically, there's only one, there's four sub-modules in it, but there's only one module that talks about ConvertKit, right? We're talking about your business and getting mm-hmm. your business set up in a way that you map out that first 30 days. So awesome. you know what what you, I mean, you mentioned, are we looking at open rates? Are we looking at click rates? Are we looking at replies? Mm-hmm. Don't look at everything. Look at what's relevant to the business. Like if, if within the th- first 30 days we want to sell this product, then that's what we're looking at, right? Like mm-hmm. don't worry about the open rates. Don't worry about, are we getting 100 sales? Boom. That's what we're looking at. Then we go with dive in into subscriber growth. So we talk about like forms and landing pages and thank you pages and how to build them and talk about mm-hmm. the, the conversion killers and these kind of things. And the lessons themselves are so short and concise. And that's why it's an email-based course, because I want you to take action and you're going to be reading it. And I'm going to be building the page out as you read it. So each lesson, you're going to see from step zero all the way through, this is what this is going to look like. And this is what you could have. So, um, you know, we talk about the, in the fourth module is the subscriber flow. So we, you know, we, what do you do if you have a lead magnet versus just a newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, I, <laughs> I described yeah. exactly that lesson, right? Um, but understanding like, what your welcome sequence is, what your first pitch sequence is. And I'm not going to write out a sequence. There are much better people for that. <laughs> but but how it flows in from one to the other. And then where you go, like once they're done with this, now how do I make sure that they're not going to feel lost at, mm-hmm. when they get my first Tuesday newsletter, right? Yeah. Um, and then the final bit, the final module is review and analysis. Like wh- how do I look at, you're going to get right over the shoulder with me. I'm going to do a quick analysis of sequences versus automations, looking at the conversions and then tracking, right? It's mm-hmm. simple. It doesn't need to be a six hour or six day process. It's really just yeah. 15 minutes. Gather the numbers, take a look, ask a couple of questions and move on with your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that's what it is. It's a quick start guide to get you that solid foundation and built out. Like you're going to see like, oh, this is repetitive. This welcome sequence and the pitch sequence, pretty repetitive. All he did was just change the names. Yeah, because it is. And I keep things very linear, very simple so that you can remove them if you want to and add Mm -hmm. something else. It's like Lego blocks. Yeah. So, you know, that that's what this course is about. It's really identified for those creators whether you have a big list or a small list, but if you want that solid foundation, you want to start to automate, you want to start to scale, you know that these things are coming. Mm-hmm. Take this course um, and you you now have a good understanding of how to implement these things moving forward. And you could kind of see, like I said, oh, this is the same as the last lesson, even though it's the, the sales sequence versus mm-hmm. the pitch sequence. Oh, the pitch sequence and the, and the welcome sequence are the same as how he built out this landing page. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Right. And yeah. it's eye opening when, when, when you start to be like, Oh, it doesn't have to be complicated because that's right. what it really is. Like email automation platforms, kid included 
put a lot of complicated, powerful features in. They talk like to talk about it and things like that. And people are like, oh, I want that thing. But then they're like, I don't know how to do that. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You're all. So if you feel like if you're a ConvertKit customer and you feel like you're not getting the most use out of it, this is the ideal course for you. Which one of the big takeaways I just heard from that, besides the fact that those emails that I get from ConvertKit are going to be my sales, not just Jason's. <laughs> just kidding. Um, not really. But uh, the other piece, though, is the the learning element that happens with over you like that. I just feel you know it's like the dots start connecting, and it, to your point where you were talking about those sequences, but it's also sort of like, oh, okay, well, I could probably do this here or the understanding of of like the welcome sequence and and how you're telling people to start thinking psychologically about how you're setting people up for the next step. You know, when I did the first uh, cohort of hit send, which was an email thing, right, is I did videos. So everything was sent via email, the lesson. <clears throat> and then I walked them through explaining why I talked about certain elements in an email so that people could get, you know, I'm not just telling a story about something because I like to tell this story. There's a reason behind how it makes somebody feel. There's this element to it. And all of that stuff, I remember thinking it sounded so complicated. And when I finally pulled the trigger on doing email marketing, because I watched Ben Settle for a year, I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And so knowing who I want to be talking to and who it resonates with, and I mean, mind you, there are a lot of people on my list that I think just like my emails or have followed me. So I'm like, which is awesome, but I need to get more clear because I want more people who want what I'm selling and can help them solve problems. So there's a balance to that. But um, okay, so a couple things for everybody, we're going to wrap this up is this is going live, depending on when you're listening to this, it's either out or it's coming pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's, and if it's, you know, well past the launch, then people can just click through. We'll make sure the links all still yep. work. Um, but you're, I know you're doing a beta to your list initially. And then, so this is coming out the end of January. I will be emailing for it, but do you have a link you want to share for people? Yeah, sure. Uh, you could go to nurturekit.co slash FTH. For As in the F the hustle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And, and yeah, not everything there. I mean, it's yeah. an email-based course, which mm -hmm. lesson I'm keeping it really concise, under a thousand words. So it shouldn't take longer than three or four minutes for you to read it and then implement maybe five more minutes, right, yeah. on top of that. Um, and it's drip-fed. So you get a lesson daily, but mm -hmm. if, let's say, you have an hour you want to do, you could fast forward, right? So I'm building in a mechanism so that you can... Once you get a lesson, you can click a link, you can get the next lesson. So you don't have to wait till tomorrow for the next thing. Um, and it's just simple, concise, to the point, get you from point A to point B. You buy your ConvertKit account, you set this up, and away you go. Now you've got your next 30 days all set up and, and humming along for your new email subscribers. And just again, I'm going to reiterate, this is applicable. You don't have to be new to ConvertKit. I am not new to ConvertKit. And I know there's a ton of people on both of my lists that are not new to ConvertKit or to email marketing, but this is something that you can implement with an existing account to create a foundation that sets you up then down the road. And then I'm already planning Jason's next course. And then once you have this working, we can ask Jason to do the next step in, in terms of email automation. 
never yeah. Dull yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, truth be told, I mean, that's that's kind of, I mean, look, I can geek out about this obviously all day long. There's no coding liquid. There might be a tiny bit in one lesson somewhere. Can't mm-hmm. promise you because I just like doing that stuff. But yeah. it's not. It's not meant for you know. Hey, this is real advanced strategy tactics. Like I'm not talking about your, you know, conversion points going up like a hundredth of a point, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this is the foundation that you want to build your email marketing on so that you Mm -hmm. can scale it. You can really start to say, okay, this is working. I'm tired of this manual crap all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of the bad experiences that, you know, people are just dropping into my weekly emails from a a lead magnet. I want a welcome sequence. I want an initial pitch sequence. And I want that transition period from new to my regular broadcasting email system to be nice and smooth but profitable for me. Yeah. And so then, you know, I mean, we didn't dive into it at all, but then you could start to see like, okay, if I'm getting a hundred dollars on the first month, what can I do with that hundred dollars? I can put it back into ads like you mentioned, or Mm -hmm. I could, you know, pay, you know, I could get sponsors. I could say, Hey, the value of my email subscriber is a hundred dollars within the first 30 days or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. Once you start having those kind of hard line statistics, you really start to see how you can scale your and monetize your email list. Okay. And I'm going to do, we're going to wind up, wrap up literally, but I'm going to do a little brag for Jason and just in that. And I don't, if, if there's an NDA involved, then you can punch me, but you shared it publicly about working with SPI and Pat Flynn, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and had great success. And so I'm, I'm only sharing that because people, who listen to me probably are familiar with Pat. I've talked about him a lot. He's been on the show, but it, he's been doing this a long time. He's been doing this a long time. He's been involved with convert kid, I think at different levels. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter at, at any stage in the game, you can improve your email marketing. So you may as well jump in now is my point. So anywho, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Do you like no. that? Uh oh. I don't know if I can say it publicly, but I'm going to say it publicly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, SBI is a client of mine. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, they hired me, you know, mm-hmm. to come help them with their email marketing um, yeah. and build them the systems very much in the way that I'm describing a little bit here. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's a reason why email works. Yes. The human factor. It is the best return on your investment by far than any other marketing channel that is out there. So mm-hmm. anytime you see the headline, email is dead, go ahead. Clickbait. Because Click they are probably <laughs> selling you something else, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but and, and ultimately, third, it's, it's humans. We're in business yeah. to, it, it's a relationship thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so when somebody is, reading the email in their inbox, that's their world. That's their personal space, right? They're allowing you that time and attention. So take advantage of it. Let them know that you're there to help them get to wherever they want to and learn from them. Be open, listen to them. Don't just dump the replies into a folder somewhere and never look at it. Listen to them because once they click that buy button and they go into your world, 
If you want mm-hmm. that conversion to be as high as possible, they got to trust you in their world first. And Absolutely. So that's why for me, email is, you know, I mean, it's, it's 50 plus years old. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, but where's MySpace, right? Where, where I mean, where's, <laughs> where's Twitter, Clubhouse? Right. Right. Yeah. Where's Clubhouse, right. right? Like Twitter. I don't know where that's going, but you know, it oh is God. what it is. So, yeah. you know. Anyway, you guys, Jason, as always, a pleasure to talk with you. Um, thank you for doing this. I, I, I did jump on with it last, we were talking last week. I'm like, we need to do a podcast. I need to share this. So um, again, it is nurturekit.co forward slash FTH. And that's it, guys. I will catch you next time. Jason, it's been a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kim. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is a newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.